Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 294 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Andrew. And he writes, Mass for Father's Day this morning went well. Parts of the Mass were sung to the Glendalo Mass by Liam Lawton. The school's REC is a guitarist. REC stands for Religious Education Coordinator. I've rigged up a mixer to feed through the organ's amplifier and speakers. He puts his amplified acoustic guitar through it, plus a couple of microphones for the singers. He leads with rhythmic strumming, and he has a small choir consisting of students from his class who lead the singing quite well. I add judicious, unobtrusive organ support beneath. I create my own organ accompaniment for the mass setting, reading from the choral keyboard score and blending the parts so that the soprano line of what I'm playing doubles the congregation's melody, but I add other bits from the keyboard accompaniment to make it interesting. Playing only the SATB part or only the organ part doesn't work, it has to be an amalgam of the two. Some of the songs uh, come with melody and guitar chords only, but fortunately I learned many, many years ago how to improvise my own accompaniments based only upon this material. In the end, it was all okay. I don't choose the songs as that's not my job, but stylistically, I can play just about anything that gets thrown at me. One of the songs was handed to me shortly before the Mass. I had not seen it before, but it was that easy, mostly based around the chords of C and G and D major chord thrown in here and there for good measure. The opening song was a bit of a problem. At one point I was playing a G minor chord as marked on the score, but my colleague was strumming G major. Also, he suddenly decided to cut the third verse of the final song and wrap it all up after just two verses. But I tried to keep my wits about me at all times. I caught this just in time and was able to round it all off smoothly. 
Just as well, I love theater organ music as those keyboard stylings come in handy for some songs. Now I hope to get back to some of my own work. So Andrew plays um, organ accompaniments uh, for for the choir and also mm, he, this choir is is being led by a guitarist as I understand, right? Yes. This is not an easy job to do for an organist actually to provide accompaniments sometimes based entirely on the chords uh, abbreviations of chords yes it's not an easy if you don't know harmony and have no experience but it's very often a case that you know especially church songs come with only one line mm-hmm. and some chords written you know, as for a guitar to me uh, I can uh, relate a little bit to this because it's it's part of the improvisation, right, tradition. You could play just the chords with or without the pedals and that would be uh, almost fine, but not that interesting. But if you, for example, take a solo stop on the organ and play some melodies over that accompaniment, and remember, the choir is singing and guitarist is playing the harmony too, then you are sort of creating an additional solo line, like a desk hand, with the pedal accompaniment in the bass line too. That would be like a short choral prelude, don't you think? Yes, but I think you could do that if, you know, congregation knows particular hymn very well. Mm-hmm. Because if you would start doing such a sort of, you know, things with, with unfamiliar hymn, then I think nothing would happen. It would be hard for a congregation to follow you. Obviously, you're right. Uh, and the way to do it is to play the bass line with the pedals and with the left hand to take three upper parts in a closed position. So your thumb almost always plays the soprano line in the left hand uh, maybe one octave lower I don't know and then the right hand plays on the second manual or the solo manual something nice which would suit the harmony and the choir too but additional, not not doubling the voices you could double, double the tenor line actually one octave low, higher uh, but, but you could actually improvise additional desk hand and it sounds nice uh, as for myself, I'm more conservative, and when I am accompanying congregation, you know, I'd like to do rather less than more. At least that's what works for my character. Mm-hmm. Because uh, <laughs> when I remember our last recital together, when we plat- played that last um, motet. Mm-hmm. By Hieronymus Pretorius. That's right. And when, you know, it felt for me that you were just like, you know, a dog. Sorry for such a comparison. That got, you know, out of, of, of his house and then free through the fields. You were adding so many, you know, things that it was really hard to follow you. What could you do? You could also 
feel like you are off the leash too. And I felt lucky that this is the last piece on the recital and that you haven't started to do it right from the beginning. <laughs> because somebody still had to hold the rhythm together. I was so happy that that it was the last piece and I got uh, uh, so inspired by my speeches between between the pieces that I told the public that we'll be improvising this intabulation, adding many flourishes and cadences and runs. Ha ha, but he forgot to tell this for me before recital. I didn't forget. I just didn't think about it. No. <laughs> but you were okay about this, yeah, the final result. Yeah, I was okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> well. But if I told you, you know, that I was planning to do this like a week ago, before the recital, it would be too stressful for you. So, then, you know, it's better to do it on the spot, that's right, yes. during recital. To suffer just for three minutes is better than for seven days. Well, yes, but, you know, to make a long story short, I think it's nice to add things, but you need to make it tasteful and to fit the occasion. Mm-hmm. Was my improvisation tasteful at the time? Uh, well... You doubt it? I think it suited because it was the uh, last piece on the recital. Then mm. when, when the public, you know, sort of forgives you many things. Thank you. You were very nice. You're welcome. Should I listen to my recording one more time? I don't know. Would I play? <laughs> I would be too, too scared off to listen to it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but that's what happens when you improvise. Sometimes uh, you think you're playing one thing, but sometimes your public is hearing this another thing. And your partner, in, in, in this case, Oshra, is listening to the third thing at all. So you have to be aware of your surroundings. Yes, that's times. right. So basically... I would suggest, you know, sometimes to make recordings of yourself, especially, you know, when you create your own accompaniments, and to listen how it sounds from, from, you know, from the distance, from or, the distance yes. or after the mass, or after because the... Because maybe, maybe everything will be just fine, you know, and you will love it, but maybe you will get just different opinion after listening to yourself mm -hmm. from, you know, from the side. But anyway, I think, you know, Andrew does a wonderful job. I really, you know, respect people who are very creative and are very brave, actually, and wants to try new things and improvise just as Vidas or Andrew do. Mm, what do you mean, Vidas? Is that a compliment? Yes, it is. Wow. Thank you. Uh, guys, today will be my very lucky day. I received my uh, third compliment this morning from Osha. I'm uh, glad you like it. <laughs> how many compliments did I give you today? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe none. <laughs> none yet. When we stop this recording, we'll start counting, right? 
Thank you guys, this was Vidas. And Usha. Uh, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And we hope that uh, our answers are uh, either educational for you or inspiring or even entertaining. This was with us. And Usha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha. thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and... 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.